Hello, and you're listening to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for a Dallas Cowboys season preview, and we are bringing along some NFL UK royalty in Richard Graves. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We're here for another one of our season previews and this time it's a turn of the Dallas Cowboys. Now this time I bring back a returning guest, someone you probably well know from your TV screens. I'm bringing back presenter slash sports journalist Richard Graves. How are you? Yeah, good thanks Andy. Good to be back on your show and from what we were talking about uh, just before we started recording, it looks like you've got a great season ahead as well. A little bit envious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't compete with the amount of um, Super Bowls you've been to and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the trip massively. And I think it's going to be a one-off, a one-off trip, trip of a lifetime. So it's um, exciting times, exciting times. Yeah, absolutely. Make the most of it for sure. You'll have a blast. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but obviously, we are here to talk about all things Cowboys. Um, so in terms of the main ins and outs we've had in the off-season... Um, the main ins include Anthony Barr, uh, Dante Fowler and James Washington with the, the key outs including Amari Cooper, Keanu Neal, Cedric Wilson and Colin Williams, both the Dolphins, Lyle Collins, Randy Gregory and Greg Zerline, as well as re-signing players such as Michael Gallup, uh, Jaron Kurse, Leighton Van Der Esch and Malik Cooker. In terms of the draft, no real major drafting. I mean, Tyler Smith, 24th overall, the offensive tackle. And also in the second round, 56 overall, you took defensive end Sam Williams. So for you, Richard, as a Cowboys fan, how have you found the offseason as a whole for your team? Well, I think when you've lived under the ownership of Jerry Jones for the past 30-odd years, you get used to splash additions, headline-making um, moves, both in the offseason and in, in the draft. It, and to be honest, it's been a fairly neutral off-season, I think, for the Cowboys. One of the biggest headlines will certainly have been around Randy Gregory, the Willie Wotey stay in Dallas. They thought they'd um, come to an agreement with him. Even the, the Cowboys PR team put out uh, a statement that Gregory had, had signed a new deal. And then inside three quarters of an hour of that statement coming out, Denver um, jumped in on the outside and said, well, hang on a minute. No, no, we've got an agreement with him. And before you know it, Randy Gregory's going to be playing at mile high um, for the foreseeable future. So I, I think that was unsettling. I think when you actually look at the breadth of work that you saw from Randy Gregory in his time in Dallas, obviously he had off-field issues, which limited his playing time as well. Last season was by far and away um, his most productive season for the Cowboys, but he still didn't reach double-digit uh, numbers in terms of sacks, and he didn't play a full regular season either. He still missed sometimes. So would it have been worth the 70 plus million dollar deal? I think the jury's still out on that. And Denver certainly hope he is. Dallas, on the other hand, have now got cap space, um, which gives them some room to play with should they need it, should a player go down, as we've seen with James Washington in, in pre-season. If they want to bring in a veteran, they can do so. Um, but also you look across that defensive line, they've got numbers there. Dan Quinn did an excellent job on that side of the ball last season. And I think everybody will be believing that perhaps the Cowboys' biggest acquisition in this offseason was keeping Dan Quinn when he was certainly being courted for a number of head coaching positions. 
I think he made a massive difference. I mean, everyone knows what happened with his head coaching career, you know, got the Falcons Super Bowl, and we all know that the jokes were always there about the 28-3. But it, before he came in, the Dallas had one of the worst defences, if not the worst defence in 2020. Um, and then he's come in and completely transformed that defence. I mean, Diggs had a, a wonderful year. I think he might be an interception leader. So I think he definitely is one you have to try and keep because... I, I, I don't know where you'd be without his sort of input he's had. And Dallas now, obviously, Michael Parsons came in. He had a wonderful rookie year for yourselves. He was one of the best rookie seasons I've seen from a defensive player. And I think if you can keep him and Diggs and they play the way they did last year, then that's a good base you've got already. And then if you keep Dan Quinn there as well, that trio you've got can be almost like a spine you can have then going into the next five, six, seven years. But, of course, the territory comes with the NFL that... Any coordinator, if they do well in their role, then they're always going to be one of the ones touted for a new head coaching role. And Dan Quinn will probably be a favourite because he's already got head coaching experience in the NFL. So I think it's interesting what will happen with him. Uh, but of course, another coaching question we do have uh, is around the head coach, Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. That could be his next spot. Um, Mike McCarthy was came into the Cowboys with a bit of a question mark before he even arrived after Harris time in Green Bay end, but he did get a Super Bowl ring with them, with the Packers, with Rodgers. So in terms of your thoughts on um, um, Mike McCarthy, Richard, do you think he's on borrowed time or do you think he's he's got a bit more time than maybe others think he has? Uh, look, make no mistake, this is a big season for Mike McCarthy. He is on the Cowboys' hot seat right now. The, the reason Jerry Jones was sold on him was because he had that Super Bowl winner's ring on his finger. He comes into Dallas, his first season, mitigating circumstances. You lose Dak Prescott for over half the season. The team run out with a 6-10 and 10 record. Very disappointing, well below expectations. Last time around, 12-5 and five in the regular season. Jerry Jones is on the record in the last month on multiple occasions saying he felt he had a, a roster, a group of players capable of beating any team in the NFL on any given day when once they got to the postseason. So to then lose at home to the San Francisco 49ers in the manner they did, which was comical, quite frankly, in the terms of the way they handled time management in the dwindling seconds of that playoff game, was, I think, for Jerry Jones, disappointing. Pointing, he probably felt a little bit embarrassed as well. So Mike McCarthy has got something to prove this time around. And whilst the Cowboys possibly start this uh, coming season as favourites to ret retain that NFC East crown, make no mistake about it. The Philadelphia Eagles are a better team. They brought in somebody like A.J. Brown at wide receiver to give Jalen Hurts an extra weapon on the outside. They've also got Devontae Smith now going into his second season. He will be a better player for that rookie campaign. The New York Giants... Uh, had, a, had a change um, with their coaching team, certainly on the offensive side of the ball. And they've tried to bring in some more protection for Daniel Jones. They'll probably be better. And then you've got Ron Rivera, the Washington Commanders as well, who seems quietly confident to me. I think they're quite pleased with the work they've done in the offseason. So this is not going to be as straightforward um, as it was at times for the Cowboys last season. They went 6-0 and against their NFC East rivals. I would be very surprised if that happens this time around. So the, the pressure's on Mike McCarthy. He's, got, he's lost some key players, as you've mentioned there, 
players drifted away in free agency. They've brought in some veterans. They've tried to bolster this roster through the draft as well. So now it comes down to Mike McCarthy's ability to lead this group of players. And quite frankly, there's some pressure and questions being asked of offensive coordinator Kellen Moore as well now. Because the last couple of years, this Cowboys offense flies out of the gates through September and then seems to stumble and lose its way a little bit. It might sound a little bit stupid given that they were the number one ranked overall offense last season. But the way they played in December was not the high-octane, explosive fashion in which they started out the season. So there's pressure on him to deliver as well. There are question marks around this coaching staff, certainly on the offensive side of the ball, at least, going into the season. Yeah, and terms of if McCarthy was to be fired come, I don't know, mid-season, become the famous Black Monday you get after the regular season ends... Who would you like to see as a head coach? Would you go for more? Would you go for Quinn? Or would it be somewhere else you'd have in mind instead? Well, we're projecting a long way forward here, Andy. <laughs> There's a lot of water to flow under the bridge. Um, and you're loath to sort of start talking about coaches potentially losing their jobs. But look, if the Cowboys don't make the postseason, I think you'll probably, unless there's... a a major injury, you lose Dak Prescott week one or something to, to that effect. If if they're relatively healthy as they were last time around and the Cowboys weren't to make the postseason, like I said, I think Mike McCarthy would be on really shaky ground. And you've got two names that immediately spring to mind to me. One is Dan Quinn because he did such an impressive job last time around. And Jerry Jones was clearly a big factor in keeping him in Dallas this time around and in turning down potential head coaching opportunities elsewhere. The other Lurking in the background is somebody we know Jerry Jones has been a big fan of for a long time. That's Sean Payton. He's taken a year off from coaching, having retired from his position with the New Orleans Saints at the end of last season. He's got history with Jerry Jones in Dallas. He was the offensive coordinator there when Bill Parcells was head coach. He was the man who identified and helped bring through Tony Romo to be the player that he eventually turned out to be as a starting quarterback. So it, there will be options, but at the moment... The ball's very much in Mike McCarthy's hands. If he can deliver success to the Cowboys, we won't be asking any of these questions come the end of the season. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's a huge, huge season for for McCarthy, but also another big season, you could argue, is for Dak Prescott. I mean, he's got all the stats. You know, his career total has him with um, over 20,000 passing yards. Uh, he's got 143 touchdowns, just 50 interceptions, but... The one thing that has eluded him is his performances in the, in the big game. He's only got one playoff win uh, in the last season. You saw many times, you know, the Buccaneers, the opening game of the season, many of the big games he can ever get done. And even look at that 49ers loss in the playoffs, even though it was not all, all down to Prescott, but he also had his part to play in that comical ending to that game. So in terms of him, great player, great talent, but not quite done it in the big games. Do you think the season he can change that or how are you feeling on Dak Prescott going into the, the season and beyond? I like Dak Prescott. I, I think he's the unquestioned leader of this Dallas Cowboys team. Remember, he was a fourth round pick. Uh, the Cowboys used a compensatory pick on him at the end of the fourth round uh, to get him back in 2016. The numbers speak for themselves. But when people turn around and say he struggles to win the big game, I have a little bit of an issue with that. Fine. His playoff record is one and three. He beat the Seahawks um, at home uh, three years ago now, I think it was. Um, but obviously he's lost it at uh, the LA Rams. He's lost in Green Bay. 
He lost last season to the San Francisco 49ers. And when you're a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, the spotlight shines bright upon you. And that is why he's under so much scrutiny, especially now he's got this big money contract on, on him as well. That being said, this is a man that's led a team to win in Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. He's led them to a playoff success over the Seattle Seahawks. He's led them to a win in overtime at Foxborough against the New England Patriots. He's a man capable of putting this team on his back and leading them through. And you've only got to look to the season before last when he went out, I think it was week five against the New York Giants with that season-ending um, ankle injury. And look how the Cowboys' season tailed off without him. Dak Prescott is the heartbeat of this team. He's the leader of this team. And he is a quality player. I would certainly have him in the top 10 quarterbacks in the league right now. Yes, he's sure. He has some things to prove. And he would like his playoff record to be better. But can he win the big game? I think unquestionably he can. I would argue that still, around the Cowboys, there are coaching decisions that sometimes leave a little bit to be desired, shall we say. And that hasn't helped him. Now, he's, like you say, he's certainly not without fault himself. But yeah, he's a player more than capable. He has the talent and skill, certainly, to win that big game. Yeah, we actually had a um, quarterback ranking episode about, I'd say, a month ago, a month and a half ago. I can't think, I, I put him, I think, just outside, I think it was 11th or 12th. I, I put him, I think, in my top. I think that's reasonable, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you, know, if you look at Hard Knocks last year, you could tell from that how much of a leader he is. He really, his personality, I think everyone knew his personality anyway, but watching him in hard knocks around the players like Zeke, around all the players like C.D. Lamb and all them, you could tell straight away that he is he is a leader. And I think in terms of that side of things, there's no one better you could happen to him because he's a great role model for kids and people watching the sport. He's got the talent there. And I think in terms of there's no one else better. You wouldn't get a free agent quarterback better than him. There's no one better than him that you could actually realistically, realistically go and get. Apart from maybe the Mar Jackson if his contract thing goes out with Baltimore. But I think... They've got the man they need. I think if he can get, you know, playoff win or two, I think that will lead to pressure off him massively uh, going into the future. Yeah, um, and and again, I take you back to to the start of last season. The first six games leading up to that victory in overtime in Foxborough, Dak Prescott were mm. and this offense were sizzling. They were putting points on the board no matter who the opponents were. They lost week one to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still think they was it twenty seven or thirty points they hung on the Bucks. That mm. night, and that was a, a defense which had led them through the playoffs to help them win the Super Bowl against um, the Chiefs just a few months earlier in, in the year. So for the first six weeks, Dak Prescott was everything that Cowboys fans wanted him to be. And then with the, that game-winning play at C.D. Lamb, he, he tweaked a muscle, I think, in his calf, lower leg injury. It met, they had a bye week immediately following it, and then they went to Minnesota to play the Vikings, and he sat that game due to that injury. Now, he came back the week, week after that, but that offense and Dak Prescott were never quite the same after it, and there are question marks over how fit he truly was. He, sometimes he didn't have quite the zip on the throws. Certainly on occasions, he didn't quite have the same accuracy as he'd had prior to, to that incident. So again, another big season lies ahead for him. He'll feel he's certainly got a point to prove. There was a lot of disappointment um, not just with the ownership, but in the camp as a whole, in the way the season um, ended against the San Francisco 49ers on home soil in the playoffs. Big campaign lies ahead for Dak Prescott, for sure. Absolutely. Um, talking of the campaign, we are heading to the final segment of the podcast, which everyone knows by now, who after listening to previous episodes is the record predictor. I will give each fan who comes on the episodes to 
give their prediction each game night that comes along, whether it's a win, loss or tie. And it's now Richard's turn to see how he feels his team will do overall. So week one is once again against the Buccaneers, but this time at home, uh, win, loss or tie. I, I tell you what, the opening month of the season for, for Dallas is a tough one when you look at yeah. Tampa Bay, the AFC, um, AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, and then you've got back-to-back divisional games in the NFC East. Uh, I, I think September favours the offence rather than, than defences because I, I don't think teams really practice the, the way they once did in pre-season. Therefore, well, you hear Bill Belichick say all the time, that the Patriots use September as training camp, really, for, for them to get match sharp. So, look, it's Sunday night football, opening weekend of the season at AT&T Stadium um, in Arlington. But I'm going for the same result as we had last year to open the season. I think the Bucks run out winners on this. OK, OK. We've actually, not many have a loss on, we had 18 episodes so far, not many guests have put a loss in the first game. So I, I admire your honesty um, with that one. Um, week two, another game at home, this time against the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, the Bengals, well, they were a surprise package, weren't they, last season, getting all the way to the Super Bowl and then leading into the fourth quarter with a chance to claim their first Lombardi trophy. Joe Burrow had an outstanding campaign. He, he in the space of one campaign, has shown himself to be truly the face of that franchise up there, but going into Arlington this time and coming as they are off the back of the disappointment of that Super Bowl loss, I think it's always really difficult for any team to go to a Super Bowl, bowl suffer defeat, and then bounce back immediately. You see, very few do it. The New England Patriots spring to mind. Um, the Cowboys in '94 lost in the NFC Championship when this won the Super Bowl um, a year later. The Chiefs didn't make it back to the Super Bowl last year, having lost it 12 months prior to that. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys to turn over the Bengals here. It's a young young team. It's an exciting team Cincinnati have. But can they deal with the mental aspect of coming off that letdown um, in February? We'll find out. But I'll take the Cowboys to be one-on-one one through two weeks. It's really interesting, actually, because you see, obviously, the 49ers had a massive injury bug. But the Bengals have upgraded their, their biggest weakness, their offensive line. They've got, obviously got great talent in, obviously, Burrow and Chase. But you just... Without how tough that AFC North is as well, especially if Watson does play uh, all but six games, I think that it could happen again. You never know. I think it's going to be really interesting to see whether they can break that recent trend of Super Bowl hangovers. Yeah, like I say, it's a lot to deal with and overcome. And especially, you know, the strength of the Bengals team is the youthfulness they've got on the roster. Equally in this position, I think it's a little bit of a weakness. You cannot question the mental toughness of Joe Burrow, but you mentioned Jamar Chase, you men- mentioned um, other players they've brought in. You know, Lyle Collins will now play at right tackle for them, the former Dallas Cowboy. He'll have a point to prove. But frankly, he struggled to actually get himself fit and on the field over the last two years for Dallas and hasn't played that well w- when he has. So there, there are question marks. And uh, the coaching staff in Cincinnati will have a huge role to play here to, to get this team level-headed and straight. It'll be interesting to see how they go. I think a trip to Dallas might be too much for them so early in the season. Okay, so week three, you've gone from two really good teams to a not as good team on the road to the New York Giants. Yeah, any divisional game, no matter how poor or how good the division is, is a tough assignment. Um, And you see that week in and week out in the NFL. That being said, 
I think the New York Giants are still trying to find out who they truly are and what they have even in Daniel Jones at quarterback. Saquon Barkley is huge for them. If he can stay fit, then he's a, a weapon and a danger wherever he is on the field. Um, yeah, I, I look at the New York Giants and there are too many question marks for me over them. Until they prove otherwise, I'm always going to be hesitant if you ask me to to ride with the New York Giants. So I'll take the Cowboys to win on the road here. Okay, and then another NFC East division rival at home to the Washington Commanders. Yeah, big, big game this. And a lot rests on the decision to trade for Carson Wentz. He was disappointing overall in Indy last year, but he had games where he showed flashes of that form that helped the Philadelphia Eagles get to the Super Bowl a few years back as well. Ron Rivera um, is a coach I have a lot of respect for. They've, against all odds, two years ago, they were the NFC East champions. I think they'll be competitive again. Um, I will take Dallas to win, but only because they're at home here. I think uh, later in the season, you'll find me flipping that and taking the commanders to, to level the score. Okay. Um, week five, on the road, the defending champions in the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, look, I think the LA Rams signing Aaron Donald to a uh, new mega deal is important. Um, I think, obviously, Matt Stafford grew as a player, even um, with all his experience. He grew last season, and Sean McVay's still there. I, I can't back against the Rams when they're at SoFi Stadium. Give me the LA Rams to win this one. And in week six, it's a road game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, look, I like the Eagles. Defensively, I don't think there's ever been many question marks about them. Um, I still, I'm still not sold on Jalen Hurts at quarterback. That being said, we mentioned earlier in the show, Devontae Smith, second-year wide receiver. A.J. Brown now comes over in the trade from Tennessee. They've got Dallas Goddard as a receiving option at tight end. This is an offense that has real firepower about it. Um, this is a... Coin flip game, a bit like I said against Washington um, a few moments ago. Because Philly uh, at home at the link, um, it's you know it's a, a late game again. Sunday night football. I'm going to take the Eagles to beat the Cowboys in this one. Okay, uh, week seven is a back at home game. This time against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Dan Campbell, the former Cowboys tight end, of course, in his second year now as head coach of the Detroit Lions. Love Dan Campbell. Mm. Lo love his enthusiasm. Love his commitment. Um, love the energy about him as well. Make no mistake, though, the, the, the Detroit Lions are still very much in a rebuilding mm. phase. They had some agonizing losses last year. They had a couple of high moments as well, which they deserved. They're not good enough to beat the Cowboys, though, on the road. Dallas win. Okay. Week eight is another home game, this time against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, again, another team rebuilding. Obviously, they've got an exciting quarterback in his second year as well. Um, do, do that again. Another team that have always traditionally been strong defensively. Question marks have always been over: can they? How many points can they put on the board? And whilst at so Soldier Field, I think they can get by in low-scoring games. It's much more difficult to do on the road. Give me a Cowboys win. And then week nine is a bye week, so week ten, it's a road game against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, tough assignment. We, we spoke uh, briefly before about Dak Prescott winning the big game. He's been to Lambeau Field in the regular season. He's beaten the Green Bay Packers. 
and Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field in the regular season. But in the Aaron Rodgers era, not many quarterbacks go to Lambeau and beat him twice. And I know that there's no Devontae Adams now, and there's been changes up there. But what Matt LaFleur's done over the last several seasons with the Green Bay Packers is nothing short of phenomenal. They're not even in double digits for regular season losses. So to go there and win, again, would be... That would be phenomenal. You ask me, can Dak Prescott win the big game? If he wins that, I think back-to-back regular season wins at Lambeau Field pretty much answers that question. That being said, I don't quite have the faith in him to do it, I must confess. So give me Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Okay, another NFC North team in Week 11, again on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings, again a team in transition, new head coach, in charge, Kirk Cousins is still there at quarterback. We'll see them over here in the UK playing the New Orleans Saints first weekend in October. Um, look, the Cowboys went there with backup quarterback Cooper Rush and got the job done last year. If Dak Prescott is fit and leading them, I will back them to repeat that performance again this time. Yeah, I'd be on board with that. Um, week 12 is your second game against the Giants, but this time at home. Yeah, look, if I'm taking the Cowboys to win on the road against the New York Giants, you better believe I'm taking them to do um, this clean sweep over them this time around. Give me a Cowboys win. Okay. And then week 13, Sunday Night Football at home to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I, look, I like the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Um, I, I think the only reason they didn't go further last season was because they couldn't get out of their own way. And specifically, sorry, Carson Wentz, you were the problem. It was win and you're in on the road in Jacksonville, week 18 of the regular season, and you could not get the job done. Are you kidding me? With the talent they've got on their roster, that shouldn't have been in question. So there's been changes, obviously, at quarterback. Still a very good team. Um, at AT&T, though, first weekend in December. I know you're going to be at this one. It'll be a great atmosphere. I'm going to... Buck the trend here. This is business time. How do you go into December? That dictates what you're going to do and will you make the playoffs. Give me a Cowboys win. Okay, okay. So that means with four games left, they're currently on a eight and four record, which is fairly respectable. That's what you sort of expect, really, from that how our schedule looks, especially with some of the games. But it does get easier the next two games. First up, week 14 is a home game against the Houston Texans. Yeah, again, um, they've got a second-year quarterback at helm. Lovey Smith hasn't had a lot to work with. Um, defensively, there'll be a decent outfit, I think, this year, but the Cowboys win that one. Okay, and just mention the Jaguars. Um, week 15, on the road at Jacksonville. Yeah, watch out for the Jags this time around. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to win the, the AFC South, but with Doug Peterson as head coach, I, I like what they've got at quarterback, and I like in other skill positions what they have as well. De defensively, we saw them make plays in the back end of last season. This is no give-me game, um, but even so, you, if, if the Cowboys are what they want to be, which uh, as a team that's going to make a deep run into the playoffs, this is the type of game they have to win on the road, so I'll take the Cowboys to win over the Jags. Okay, and then Week 16 is your second instalment of your game against the Eagles, but it's at home this time. Yeah, Look, I took the, the Eagles at the link. I'm going to take the, Jag, uh, take the Jags. Take the Cowboys at AT&T. Okay. Um, week 17, um, from 
one team that has AJ Brown to a team that lost AJ Brown, a road game against the Titans. And they've still got Derrick Henry and they can batter <laughs> you into submission. The, the Cowboys still struggled when teams committed to the run against them last time around. You know, they had Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons was able to rush the, the quarterback. But teams, if they committed to the run, could still gash them. If you've got Derrick Henry in the backfield, given his proven pedigree, that puts the fear of God Almighty um, into me. And like you say, you're on the road in Tennessee. I'll take the Titans of that one. Okay. So that means the final game of the season is one you mentioned earlier, a road game against the Commanders. Yeah, look, if, if the Commanders are in contention for a playoff place, and I won't be surprised if they are come the final week of the regular season, um, on home soil against Dallas with the, the wins that Cowboys have already got racked up, I think that would be enough for them to be in the postseason anyway. Um, yeah, fully fit, Ron Rivera-led squad, I'm, I can't back against at, at FedEx. Um, give me Washington. Okay, so that means that your record is after that 11 and 6, which you would assume, especially in the NFC, would get you into the playoffs, whether that's wildcard, whether that's as the NFC East winners. So if we get to the playoffs, Richard, how far do you see this team going? <laughs> that's the million dollar question, isn't it, Andy? It, honestly, yeah. it all depends on the health of your roster. If you're fortunate to have got through um, all 18 weeks of the regular season, played 17 games, and you're still relatively healthy, look, it's the business end of the season. Um, it's all in your hands. Anything can happen. Um, if you're not healthy, if you're struggling, a bit like we saw with the Eagles last season, and they got bounced out of the postseason in wildcard weekend, then you're not going to get very far. So it really does come down to to the health of the team, the health of the franchise. Um, if if Dallas have got their first choice players on the field, they've got every chance. And I think realistically, if we sit here and we're to talk to Jerry Jones right now and Stephen Jones, they would expect Dallas to at least win one playoff game. I think that's probably their, their minimum expectation. Um, and then who knows? So yeah, they, I think for them to deem it a successful season, they at least have to have one postseason win um, when this is all said and done. Okay, well, it should be a very exciting season for the Cowboys and you'll be hoping that they can make it far in the postseason. But that is the conclusion of our Dallas Cowboys season preview. So thank you, Richard, for coming on once again. No, pleasure. Um, like I say, a little bit envious of your three-month road trip, but <laughs> you'll have a blast and have a great time for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited and I look forward to catching up with you during the season. Absolutely. Have a good one. Cheers. You too. All the best, Richard.